Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And of course, today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which of course means seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton, Ask for Leticia or Harry and tell them that Stone sent you. You guys are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast and back to the Business Radio X microphone with Work Thrive, Mr. Jim Bulger. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stone. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, man, I have so been looking forward to this. It's been too long since you and I have tackled the airwaves together, but uh, this could be fun to catch up. Absolutely. So Work Thrive, mission, purpose. Tell us a little bit about the, about the work and, and what you're out there trying to do for folks, man. Well, after a lot of years as the human resource head for companies, um, about nine years ago, I decided to go into consulting, became a management coach and an HR consultant, and basically I work with mostly small businesses, typically under 100 employees, and work with their managers to be more effective, to be able to build better teams, to be able to build those relationships that they need to have to get the productivity and the efficiency and the group feel they're looking for in their companies. So do you see some of the same things? I was going to use the word pathologies, but that's probably a little strong. But do you see some of the same patterns in companies over and over? And you almost like roll your eyes and go, yep, here we go again. Well, you do. And it doesn't matter on the industry. It doesn't matter in the size of the company. Um, you know, I used to tell managers, if you're still managing now like you were five or ten years ago, you're not going to be very effective. Because things change. Managers always have to adapt. They have to pivot. They have to grow in their management skills. Now I'm having to tell managers, if you're managing the way you were a year ago, (laughs) you're not going to be very effective because 2020 changed everything. And between workforce reductions, between, you know, employee furloughs, working remotely, uh, customer decreases, I mean, I deal more in the people management side, but obviously COVID had an impact on finances, on operations, on marketing, on everything. But just on the people management side, managers lost one of their greatest tools in their toolbox, and that was informal face-to-face communications. Mm -hmm. You know, everything shifted as we worked remotely. Everything shifted to emails and to Zoom calls. And I'm sure we've all had the experience that, you know, there's nothing more tentative than trying to decide the tone of an email. I mean, (laughs) I'd thought about that, but I guess you're right. Well, you might send me an email. You think it's very straightforward. Mm. I read it and I think you're angry. I think you're frustrated. I think I'm in trouble. You never meant it that way, but we don't get the back and forth we would get in that face to face conversation. Right. Zoom calls are better. But there's still 
something lacking in those because they're very targeted. They're very directed. I mean, people have an agenda. They go through the agenda on the Zoom call. It's just like when I talk to my retail clients, and they say one of the biggest changes last year for them was people going from in-store shopping to online shopping. I'll bet. Online is very targeted. You don't browse. You don't walk through the aisles and have impulse buys like you do when you're in the store. And the same thing's kind of true of the Zoom calls. You don't have those one-off conversations. You don't have that hallway rapport. You don't have that management-to-employee and employee-to-employee conversation that's so important. I mean, just when employees talk to each other informally, they idea share, they collaborate, they learn from each other. A lot of times you don't get that in the Zoom calls. Now, some managers have found an effective way to do that, <clears throat> and they'll set up private Zoom rooms where employees can talk to employees without managers present. And oh, can well, just that's do cool. Some like have that. a back channel of some kind. That's cool. And just allow them to have those conversations without having a manager present. So, you know, for managers right now, this whole work remotely, work from home piece has, it's what I call results-oriented management. You have to focus on the results rather than the path the employee got or took to get to those (laughs) results. Um, The manager sets the destination, they set the timing, and then they set the expectations And the employee has to meet those expectations. And as long as they come in with the quality and the timing that you're looking for, it doesn't really matter how they got there. And so, you know, it's it's impossible to be a micromanager by remote. So a lot of managers were forced to change some bad habits last year, and that's not a bad thing. (laughs) And to empower employees more and to allow them to do what they do, but... There's obviously losses we had last year, too, as far as being able to develop people, mm. being able to run interference for them along the way when they hit a snag. We had to wait for that phone call. We had to wait for that email. We had to wait for somebody to raise their hand and say they needed help rather than that management by walking around that we used to rely on. So with respect to your work specifically, where are the biggest levers? Are, are they in the mid-management ranks, or is it at the very executive level, or is it, is it the rank and file, or is there is there work for you to do or consult to throughout? Yeah, it's really at all levels. I mean, I work with anybody who's supervising people, whether that's at a supervisor level, a director level, a VP level, an owner level. Um, depending on the size of the organization, you know, just that relationship that that manager has with their work group becomes so important. And it's always important. It's more important now. Um, You know, as much as I just said everything changed last year, a lot of the keys to being an effective manager haven't changed. We just have to do them differently now. I mean, right now, whether you're an owner, whether you're a director, whether you're a supervisor, I think the number one key for managers right now is empathy. Yeah, things have changed for you as a manager, but things have changed for your employees too. Yeah. And they're going through being concerned about their health. They're concerned about their family. 
They're doing at-home schooling. Oh, man, I can't imagine. Holly and I are past that. Our kids are grown now. Um, I I can't imagine having to do the homeschooling and try to continue to drive your career. Just that one thing alone. Absolutely. And plus the other thing is realize your people are scared about their jobs. Mm. I mean, everybody has friends or relatives or people they know who have been affected professionally through COVID. They lost their job. They got furloughed. They had reduced hours. And even though as a manager, you might have no plans to downsize. You might have no plans to reduce your workforce. None of the people they knew expected that either. So everybody has a little bit of that insecurity right now, too. And as a manager, you have to appreciate that, which means we have to be a little bit more deliberate about showing our appreciation. We have to be a little bit more deliberate about recognizing people for good work and allaying some of those fears. I mean, it's all about communication. And, yeah, we're going to use the communication we have right now, but it's almost impossible to over-communicate. I mean, just being open, being transparent, letting people know that, um, you know, the successes, the challenges, I mean, that communication builds trust. And trust is the most important aspect of good management. If you want to build a team, that team has to trust you if they're going to be productive for you, if they're going to connect their goals with your goals and with the organization's goals. And you have to find a way to have those one-on-ones, even if it's individual Zoom calls, even if it's individual phone calls. But those one-on-ones with employees are Real important. And then, like I said, expressing your appreciation privately and publicly for good work. But, you know, that trust, that encourages input, that builds employee engagement. And part of it, too, is hiring. I mean, you know, as people are reorganizing their businesses right now, there's some hiring taking place. I would just say, you know, Know what you're hiring for. I mean, hire for... <laughs> you can't see this, but those of you who are listening and not in the studio, the reason I'm grinning is I have a real reputation that Business Radio X uh, of hiring in my own image, meaning <laughs> if it's somebody that I'd love to hang out with, <laughs> you know, if they like to hunt and fish and drink beer and visit, and, and I'm like, oh, this guy or this lady, man, this is... this is per-. And that's like the last thing you should do, right? Well, you're not alone in that, number one. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you have to really look at what do you need? I mean, what are the... Yeah, not another me, well, <laughs> right? What are, what are the skills you need in your business? What are the gaps you have in skills in your business that you can hire for? And it's a combination of skills and behaviors. You know, there's interesting research that says 90% of people are hired because of their skills but 90% of people who don't work out don't work out because of behaviors. Mm. So hiring for both skills and behaviors is important. And, you know, once you've hired people, just take the time to really get to know them. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's sad that a lot of times I'll talk to employees and the last real conversation they had with their manager about them, about their goals, about their aspirations, about 
their talent was in the interview. Mm. Once they got hired, it's all about their work. It's not about them anymore. And the reason I bring that up with hiring is that most companies, and with good intentions, they'll build a job description, they'll interview people, they'll hire somebody that meets the majority of that job description. That's the way most people hire. But if I don't get to really know my people, I might not know that that employee I just hired can fulfill that job description only using 60% of their talent. There might be another 40% we never talked about. I don't even know they have, and I'm leaving that on the table because I just focused on the job description. But until I really get to know that person, know what they can do, know what they do best, I can't fully utilize them. And so these days, with everybody being so cost-conscious and everybody trying to do more with less, really getting that 100% productivity out of employees rather than just the 60% that was in the job description becomes pretty important. So I want to go back to this trust thing for a moment because I think we all want to trust and we all want to be trusted. Are there... I don't know, some do's and don'ts or just some stuff maybe we don't think about it because we're not we're not neck deep in it like you are trying to help other people with it. We're just we'll be content if we can get it figured out for ourselves. So I, again, I mean, let's talk about me for a minute. You know, it's my show. So <laughs> so uh, my day job, a big part of my day job is I'm I'm supposed to be recruiting, but also supporting um, people, other people who run these these uh, local uh, market studios. And I, I need and want them to trust me, and it occurs to me that I, I may very likely be saying or doing some things that may not be all that conducive to, <laughs> to trust. So, yeah, anything, anything on that front would be great for me personally and probably for our listeners on the trust thing. Well, there's not a lot of magic to it, okay? <laughs> the, the first thing is you have to earn the trust. I mean, people have to feel you're really there for them. You're really focused on their success and not on your success as a manager. Right. As soon as the manager gets too um, self-absorbed about being a manager, they're going to lose some trust. You have to be there for the employees. You have to really focus on their success. And then, like I said before, transparency. I mean, really being open, having honest communication. I mean... You can be a manager that has built trust and one false statement, getting caught in one lie, can totally destroy that trust, and you're starting all over again. So that's the thing, right, what, what my mom would call the pig kisser. You, you, you build up trust over, over years and, and all this hard work, and it just, you, know, you have to build and build and keep stacking that up, and then just one thing, and boom, you could just... Absolutely. And not giving the appreciation to the employees that they deserve. Uh I mean, obviously, the worst case scenario is the manager that takes credit for the work the employees have done. (laughs) But even short of that, managers that just don't express the appreciation, they really don't, um, you know, shine a spotlight on that good work being done, which encourages employees to do more good work because they like that appreciation. They like that attention. But I think that builds some trust, too, of just, yeah, the manager knows what I'm doing. I'm not just a face in the crowd. I'm not just a name on a roster. They know me. They know what I can do. They recognize good work when I give it. 
and they're there for me. They're going to go to bat for me. All right, so let's shift gears a little bit and look at this from the perspective of someone who is at least self-aware enough to realize they could very likely benefit from some outside perspective, some some expert counsel, or maybe not, you know, maybe just any counsel or just any objective lens. Um, I'm operating under the impression that you would be a real advocate in most cases for virtually anyone in a position of, of um, needing to, to generate results with and through other people that they take advantage of a, a coach or consultant or, you know, confidant of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first started work thrive, like I said, this was about nine years ago. One of the reasons I did it was I knew a lot of small business owners who were kind of scratching their head and were having trouble dealing with, you know, employee issues, building culture, building the kind of teams they wanted to build, and just were really struggling with how to do that best. And, you know, there was a time, really when I first got into it, that people thought having a management coach was a sign of weakness. If you were a bad manager, you looked for a coach. But when well, you, they got Bob a coach. I wonder what he's doing right. He's on, exactly. You know, he's got one quarter to get this right, and he's out of here. Yeah, you didn't go out and find a coach. You, you were assigned a coach. Um, and but when you think of top athletes, when you think of your favorite actor, your favorite actress, your favorite singer, they all have coaches. Right. Okay. Not because they're bad at what they do. Far from it. But they want to get better at what they do. Yeah, And managers started to realize that, too, that a manager can be kind of a lonely existence and you don't have a lot of input. And if you're dealing with, you know, problems in the workplace, who do you go to? Well, a coach is there totally for you. Their focus is on you and on your success. And you can talk to them confidentially about anything. So if you're dealing with a difficult employee, if you're having trust issues in your team, if you're just confused about the way the culture is going in your organization, this is an objective outsider who is there totally for you. I mean, sometimes if you had to talk about those things with your boss, you may be concerned that the boss would see it as a sign of weakness, that you don't know how to handle that. But in talking to a coach... The coach can bring in, I mean, you know, I have the luxury of working with a lot of different companies in a lot of different industries. I can pull some of the best practices uh, that I've seen other managers use, and I can share those with you as a coach. So you're getting that input from other managers who are doing it well. And like I said, it's an objective viewpoint. We usually don't see ourselves as managers the way our employees see us as managers. (laughs) Yeah, I think that goes true for husbands, fathers, brothers. <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And so somebody who can come in, and a lot of times, yeah, I'll talk to the manager, but I'll talk to the employees, too, about the manager. And let's see where the disconnects are there. Let's see what the manager has to do to increase that relationship. I mean, a company's culture, we talk a lot about culture. A company's culture isn't about their environment. It isn't within their four walls. It's about the relationships that exist within that organization. That's their culture. 
And so whether we're doing it all together at the office or whether we're doing it remotely, you can still have a great business culture, but you got to focus on those relationships. And sometimes a coach can help get you on the right track towards building that, towards building more effective teams. Uh, I find it really increases confidence mm. of the manager to be able to handle things because periodically I'll have a manager who will call me and say, Okay, Jim, I'm going into a difficult conversation here. Here's how I plan on handling oh, it. Oh, that tactical. You, some Absolutely. of your work gets that granular. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's very customized. It's very personal. Huh. It's very one-on-one. The whole thing is we want to see you achieve your goals, <clears throat> your personal goals and your organizational goals. All right, so we're circling back to my uh, my hiring challenges. Let's talk about hiring a coach. Let, so let's say that I'm really buying, and I am. <laughs> buying into what you're saying and I now and think and now I'm shopping right I, I, I don't know what the right word is but but I how do you it, it strikes me that chemistry would be important I mean the, a, a good coach for 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 Kathy or you might not be a good coach for me at all is that accurate oh sure yeah I mean chemistry okay. is the most important thing all right um, you have to meet with that coach and you have to feel that they're genuine, they're authentic, they understand where you're trying to get. Right. I mean, I would say the the measurement for how not to hire a coach <laughs> is the coach that comes in and tells you what you need. Uh-huh. I mean, the easiest question for me to answer is when I meet with a prospect and they say, okay, Jim, what can you do for me? And my answer is always the same. I don't have a clue. Tell me what your challenges are. Tell me what's keeping you up at night. Tell me about the things you want to get better at. And then let's see if I can help you. And if I can, we can discuss what that looks like. If I can't, maybe I know people who can. But that assurance that that coach is there for you and your success, they really understand your challenges, and hopefully they've been in the situations you're in, and they've had to navigate their own way through it. I mean, I spent 25, 30 years in executive positions. So, and I didn't always handle things well. Okay, <laughs> That's probably why you're such a good coach, well, right? Can you imagine Ted Williams trying to teach somebody how to hit a baseball? He'd just get up there and swing the bat, just right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's a born manager. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, I've learned from those mistakes. I know how things got haywire. Mm. I know when things got off track. And how to get them back on track. And so in learning from those and becoming a better manager myself over the years, through great mentors, through great coaches who took the time to really help me, it's kind of my way of giving back. All right. This has been fun, but let's talk about me some more. Okay. <laughs> so we, we are broadcasting live right now uh, from the innovation spot in the heart of Woodstock. And you can throw a rock just about to downtown uh, Woodstock. We are nine tenths of a mile from a home I have under contract and Lord willing and the creek don't rise. We'll close on uh, in less than a month now. I'm so excited to be here. I have that day job of trying to help Lee, my business partner, run the network. But also now I've opened this studio, which is, you know, like what I'm trying to help other folks do. Uh, Woodstock business community, the landscape, the people, you've been here a long time. I know your client base is probably all over the country, um, but you're pretty 
well wired here in the business community. Tell us a little bit about this the the world, and maybe I'll get some free coaching on how to navigate the the Woodstock business uh, trade. Well, I've been here in Woodstock about thirty two years now. We moved here about thirty two years oh ago. Oh my! And I love this town. I mean, I've seen it grow in so many ways. I mean, obviously the population has grown, but the scope of businesses that have found a home here in Woodstock and the arts, the entertainment, the recreation. I mean, it's, it's just such an exciting town that still appreciates and honors its history, but we've built new excitement. I mean, the downtown area has been completely renovated and reimagined over Mm -hmm. the last seven or eight years. I mean, just a few months ago, money magazine rated us number 17 on the best places to live in the U.S. list. Wow. And that's a lot for a town like Woodstock. I mean, when I first moved here and you told people you were living in Woodstock, people said, where's Woodstock? <laughs> now you tell people you live in Woodstock and they go, oh, Woodstock. <laughs> and it's just, you know, there's so much going on here that uh, it's just a great place to live and a great place to raise families and a great place to do business. And you really, you do business here, you know business people, and you're you're one of those guys, right, that even if someone is not a prospective client of yours for whatever reason, but you just identify that they could use your help where you could connect them to someone in the business community. I mean, you spend a, it, it, well, it seems to me that you spend a great deal of your time and energy just trying to figure out a way to help you know, Joe meets Sue, and uh, I mean, you're involved in a lot of stuff around here, aren't you? Well, I am, and you know, it's 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 a labor of love for me. Yeah, um, just connecting people and making sure that people make those connections. Maybe those connections bring business to them. Maybe those connections just build a relationship. I mean, in in any community, and I think especially here in Woodstock, people want to help each other. I mean, there's so much business referral that takes place and so much just interaction between businesses, between organizations, between individuals. And uh, it's fun. I mean, it's just fun <laughs> to connect people. And uh, so, yeah, no, it's it's purely just uh, a, a labor of love for me to see people get connected. Well, it's certainly the vibe that I'm getting because I'm traveling out to the studio now a couple of days a week, and I'm very excited about moving and, and all of that. And I've I've met several of the bartenders there on the main on the main drag. We're getting, <laughs> and I look forward to you know through good folks like you and of course Dean Belmoff, who we both know. Well, everybody in the studio, I think everybody in Woodstock knows Dean Belmoff. Hello, Dean, if you're listening, uh, he another one, right? Who this is a guy who is genuinely invested in other people's um, – it's not even – success isn't even the right to word. Fulfillment, I think, is maybe sure. even more – so it's certainly the vibe that that I'm getting, uh, but I can't stand it anymore. we got we got to tell folks uh, part and parcel to this whole uh, train of thought here. Jim has some exciting news, and I'm delighted that I'm going to get to be a, a small part of it. Tell them what you're going to be doing Sooner than later. Well, you're going to let me house sit your house a little bit. Uh, we're going to start a new show here on Business Radio X later on this month called Woodstock Proud. 
Yes. And based on everything I just said about what's been happening in Woodstock over the years and how the the culture of the city has evolved and how we combine that history and that excitement. And Woodstock Proud is going to give us an opportunity to shine a spotlight on the individuals, the businesses, the organizations that are really having an impact in our community. So we're very excited about it. We will have some more details about uh, timing and the actual date we're going to launch, I guess, on the Business Radio X website uh, once we get all that worked out. But we're very excited about it and very excited to really be able to spotlight some of the people that deserve it here in Woodstock. Well, and I don't think there's any shortage. I don't think we'll ever run out of guests or potential guests just based on my other travels. Well, like tomorrow. Um, because of your recommendation, I've become um, a part of a member of uh, in Woodstock. There's a lunch and learn thing that I'm really excited about it because it's, it's a guy with a great deal of expertise in the in the sales and marketing arena. I so I'm looking forward to listening to that gentleman speak, but I'm also looking forward to who I might see who's already been through the studio, who I might see who you or Kathy or Dean or somebody said you got to talk to this person. Um, so I'm I'm I think there's going to be an endless um, supply, I think, of people that will not just be willing, but I think be excited about coming here and talking about their work. And then again, here, they're going to, my experience, they're going to want to talk about somebody else's work, right? If you get Lauren over at the pie bar coming here, she'll talk about the pies, but then she's going to talk about, you know, somebody two doors down that's also doing great work, isn't she? Yeah. And I mean, that <laughs> that's really community. I mean, that right, that right. is really that sense of community. And you know, I think it's always refreshing to see good things happen to good people. Yeah. And if it allows people to talk about what they're doing and make a new connection, and if good things happen for them, then our time was well spent. Absolutely. All right. So we don't have a lot of detail yet, but it's going to happen pretty soon. We'll launch with our first episode sometime in, in March, some, yes. sometime this month. The name of it is Woodstock Proud. And we will get some details out and published, and uh, and on some of the other shows, we'll we'll share those details as well. But this is going to be an exciting time, man. Yes, it is. Thanks for letting us do it. Yeah. All right. Before we go, though, let's make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you if they want to talk with you about anything from what's going on here in, in Woodstock to maybe some of these topics that we talked about with respect to uh, uh, the workplace wisdom <laughs> that you have to, that you have to offer. What's the best points of contact or whatever you think is appropriate, phone, email, website, whatever, LinkedIn. Well, they can contact me through email okay. and that's just Jim Bulger at workthrive.com. Clever. Or they can <laughs> just go to the website, which is workthrive.com and all my information is there. And there's ways to contact me through the website again. So, again, it's workthrive.com. Man, this has been fun. Thanks so much for coming and hanging out. And we're, we're going to have a great time with, yes, uh, we are. with Woodstock Proud. Hey, listen, can you stay and hang out with us for a little bit while we visit with our next guest? I'd love to. All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, please join me in welcoming to the show health and wellness expert, Miss Kathy Menard, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. So did you learn anything in that last segment? I learned so much. Thank you for all that you shared. And actually, so many things were coming to my mind about why I love the culture where I work at 
Physical Therapy and Balance Center in Hickory Flat. So it's around the corner from Woodstock, but I personally live in Woodstock and have for three years, but I've lived in Cherokee County since 1985. So I'm a, I've watched all these changes that you've been speaking about and it's, um, it's exciting for me to be part of this culture of Woodstock and in this community. I'm very proud to be here. So backstory, have you always been in the health and wellness uh, arena? Did you sort of fall into it? How, how, did we, how did we get here? It's funny. That's a great question. I did. Actually, I was studying to be a chiropractor. I was going to Life Chiropractic College mm. for, you know, years ago. And during this process, there was a new massage therapy school that had opened. And I thought, wow, this would be a fantastic way to supplement my income to help pay for the college, which was very expensive. And <laughs> as it turns out, it became this amazing career that I've had for 33 years. I've worked primarily with chiropractors, with medical doctors, um, with like currently, like I said, I'm working at Physical Therapy and Balance Center, and we have five physical therapists and occupational therapists, and we have um, three physical therapy assistants, a physical manager, uh, physical. They, she helps with personal training, and then myself as a massage therapist there. So we are encompass uh, rehabilitation, a full under one roof. There's nothing like this in Cherokee County, and it's just exciting for me to work in such a wonderful environment. So please forgive my ignorance of the local geography, because, again, I'm not even quite here yes. yet, uh, but I've got this beaten path. I can almost drive from my home to the studio without really thinking about it now. I've been out here enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but help me understand uh, juxtaposition of Hickory Flat with sure. Canton. Um, you know, our, our coffee partners are like straight up Main Street, and there's probably some other way to get to them. But yeah, is it so kind of in that direction? Direction or yeah, so you know East Cherokee Drive. Are you familiar with that? Uh, yes, okay, yes. it's literally just straight down East Cherokee, and um, we are. You turn; it's literally around the corner. So we're on um, Highway One Forty, okay. almost at the intersection of um, East Cherokee. The, anyway, that's <laughs> this is just around the corner. Well, no, this is fun it takes for me, me. Ten minutes because every intersection, every um, thing like that for me, it's like, oh yeah, my new barber's there. Oh yeah, I just met that bartender. Oh yeah, we got to try out that Mexican restaurant. It's like, it's like this whole new life of discovery for me. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so. I've been very blessed. I have, when I go to get a massage, I have not had to ask the person to try to help me fix something or I'm not in great pain. It just feels good. Absolutely. Um, but I am curious why, I understand, I think, why massage feels good. I think I've got a pretty good hit on that, but why does it work? Is, is there some, can you explain a little bit about what's really going on when you there's something more than it's just feeling good. You're, Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there is something more than that. So I have, like I said, I, in 33 years of doing body work, working with doctors and other professionals, um, personal trainers, other different people in the industry where we use our bodies. We have so oftentimes what happens is people are overusing their bodies without being aware of just how much strain we're putting on our bodies, um, both physically as well as emotionally. So there's a very big stress component. And as we talked about living in these times of stress with COVID, with 
so much going on with everything changing in our world and having to work from home. All these things are different. We have um, computers we're, we're sitting at all day. And our posture is the number one reason that we have so many of these areas in our body that that hurt, that ache. Um, our cell phones, people hold their cell phones down, therefore looking down rather than bringing the cell phones uh-huh. up to our eye level. So, so much that we have in our body is just tension and stress from our everyday living, from even the way that we sleep. Um, so I see that happen a lot. And why, to answer your question, that massage feels good is because it's a rapid increase of blood flow and blood circulation to the muscles. And in that, we have uh, fresh nutrients that are in the blood. Um, it warms your body. It loosens some of the fascia that causes the tightness in the muscles, around the muscles. And it increases... Um, it decreases stress while it increases blood flow and blood circulation. And that's a lot of what's going on. Um, a lot of what I do too, I do a lot of stretching with my patients and that really helps to open. Like that's the, I have people tell me when they leave often, I feel lighter. I feel 10 pounds lighter after my massage because I can stand up straight. Um, I have a lot of people that tell me I, when I came in, I couldn't turn my neck to even get into the driveway. Now Uh. that I'm leaving, I can turn. So why it feels good is because it releases all of the bound up tension that's in our body. And there's a feel good hormone. The endorphins are also released, which feel really great, make you feel good and lighter. Now, this is something that other cultures maybe had a better handle on or embraced um, more deeply than the, than the Western Puritan culture. Am, am I right? Is, or is that just the movies? But no, like that a- is true. No, that is absolutely right. In fact, that's where a lot of my training has come from. Um, you know, medicine that we do here is much different. The, the first thing that people do in other cultures is treat with massage therapy, is treat with sauna, um, with Heat people do that naturally in other cultures, so it's mm-hmm. been very interesting because that's that's not how we think here in the United States. But I think that's starting to change, and I'm excited to see people are moving more toward self care and going. Wait, I am in control of what of how my body feels and what's going on, and something like I said, as simple as posture correction. Those type of things, stretching after we work out, which is uh, very important to do, um, just to keep our muscles open, keep our posture proper. Those things are very um, important for our body, for our health. So um, let's take a case, which I think is the case with, with me. If you got in there, you might say, oh, yeah, you really are messed up, Stone. You just didn't know it. But <laughs> let's make the assumption right now that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm right, that I don't really have any major you know, problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, for someone like me, is there a, a rhythm that makes sense? Like is, is massage something I should do monthly, quarterly? Is, is there some accepted practice or general kind of rule for something like that? So that's a really great question. Hey, it um, took me a while to get it out, but I thought it was a damn fine question. <laughs> I think it is actually too, actually. Um, definitely. So it's interesting because you had mentioned that you kind of go more for 
probably relaxation and stress yeah. reduction and and some statistics that I noticed um, from I'm in an organization called the American Massage Therapy Association, just our professional organization, one of them uh, for massage therapists. And they had um, talked about that they'd done a survey for the top reasons that people get massage. And 43% of people go for medical reasons for pain relief, soreness, injury recovery, to keep fit, and um, also prenatal. A lot of I do a lot of work with um, pregnant women. Actually, I've done a lot of work wow. with women in labor and delivery, which is a huh. very big passion of mine. I absolutely love working with um, pregnant and expectant moms and moms that have uh, newborns. It's just wonderful and fulfilling work, very rewarding. Um, but then the next category is for relaxation and stress reduction. So, you know, 30% of people are going for what you're going for. So some people just mm -hmm. want to relax. It's a very good way to keep our health, you know, to, as we relax and have stress reduction in our bodies, um, then we have better well-being, better health overall. And then if someone really does have a chronic situation well a what your work may help fix it or you've got this whole team of people they may get it like knocked out but they they probably need to go more often than someone yes like, so like me. absolutely to answer your question about how often people should come i have been working with um, some patients that i see now for over 20 years and they kind of set the pace some people like if, if they have an injury if they've hurt themselves uh, you know, working out too hard, if there's just a lot of stress and tension going on in their lives, they might want to come once a week. Um, I have a lot of people who schedule regularly every other week, so twice twice a month. And then I mm -hmm. have some people, they just go ahead and schedule monthly just so they have it on the calendar. But in the environment where I work at Physical, um, you know, with our team approach, we have, uh, like I said, a lead therapist. Uh, we get referrals from physicians, um, so that's our main source. And then we refer to one another within physical, um, therapy and balance center. And we have the team based care approach, which is just wonderful to work with one another to help our patients to, you know, have their healthcare goals met. And it's a very friendly environment. Everyone that I've ever referred to where I work at physical therapy and balance center, just talk about the environment being so happy and friendly and everyone really cares. All of the therapists there genuinely care about their patients. And it's a very rewarding career for me personally to work there. Well, I can um, tell, I mean, you, this isn't just a, this isn't a job for you. This is yeah. your thing. It it, is. It, it, it's like Jim's thing. He really wants to help managers get better and help organizations be more effective this is your, I mean, it just comes through. It, it really is true. It's, it's a passion of mine to help people, to work with people. I love seeing people feel better when they leave. It is such a rewarding career for me. My husband told me when he first met me, um, gosh, 12, 13 years ago now, he <laughs> said, you know, I wish, and, and he had a great career and a great job and recently um, has retired from the wonderful a job at Delta Airlines, which I thought sounded amazing and fun, but you know what? He was he didn't have the passion or the fire that I have for working with people. And he told me, "Wow, you're mm. really blessed to have this career because you are so passionate about it, and you get to hands on see 
these results and see people have these wonderful transformations and feel yeah. better when they leave. It's rewarding. So tell me more about this um, this team approach to care that you guys have out, out at this this shop. You um, are trained well enough to know if there is something that someone else in the shop maybe ought to take a look at. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Yes, that is very And maybe true. vice versa. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And they're very respectful of my profession as well. And sometimes, you know, they just don't have the time to do the actual massage therapy work. So they'll refer them to me, um, which is wonderful. And oftentimes I have brought patients from my home practice to physical to be treated as well because they are experts at what they do. All the therapists there are fantastic. And they also have a balance center. And, you know, that's wonderful to be able to work with people on on balance and vertigo type issues. It just occurred to me, if anybody needs a massage and maybe daily, it's you. Oh, (laughs) my God. Right. I mean, maybe just like a hand massage or a forearm. Can you imagine, Jim? So, like, how do you... Keep up your 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 own energy and your stamina, and and not get burned out physically, mentally, emotionally. Oh my goodness! So that's a great question. Thank you um, for asking that because I do take my own advice and I do get regular massage. Um, at least I schedule monthly as soon as I leave, but oftentimes I call within two weeks if I have a heavy workload. Sometimes mm. I'll see twenty patients a week, which is pretty pretty good you know um at my age i'm 53 and i've been doing this for you know 33 years so it's um it's a good bit it's a lot of work so i do all the things that i tell people to do um because i am overusing certain muscles i am doing repetitive use as i'm working on these patients and i believe it's very important to have recovery time for our muscles and our bodies and so i do some of the things that i tell people to do which are i do soak in epsom salt baths which feel so fantastic and really help our bodies to recover it's very important that our bodies heal and recover from the work that that we're doing um also i stretch i do some gentle yoga i don't you know, there's all types of different kinds of yoga, but I like gentle yoga and specific stretches for my body. When, you know, my body posture as I'm working, I try to really be cognizant of my posture because that's just so important. Um, and the self care, um, like I was saying. So another thing that we have come upon to increase our energy and our flexibility and our immune system, our immune strength is a product that we have found through a global wellness company that I'm recently um, working with in the last three years. And it has absolutely been one of the key factors for giving me the energy that I need daily, the stamina, the mental clarity and focus. Um, I find nutrition and hydration are two things that we all really need to focus on Um, I have people who, during a massage, begin cramping because they are dehydrated. And I 
I always push that. I said, have you had enough water? Are you? And often a, a good IPA don't. is not really hydration. Is no, it? I have people telling that. No, but your husband is over there. He's, saying, he says, yeah. He's like laughing. He's giving me the thumbs up. No, 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 no. He says there's water in it. Well, there are, but there are also, unfortunately, <laughs> things in it that cause dehydration. And that's the same with coffee and the same with tea and, mm. and the types of things that we drink. Um, that are not actually um, getting into our cells. So, you know, like I said, this company that um, that we use for our nutrition um, has electrolytes in the products, and it actually opens your cells and allows the water that you're drinking to be absorbed into your body. So as opposed to, like you said, the IPAs or the coffee, which... <laughs> not so no, dense for the electrolytes? No, exactly. No, not so good. Not so good for you. It, it's more dehydrating than it is hydrating. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my father was a high school basketball coach when I was a, was a young boy. And I heard that word electric light, electrolytes when I was really young, probably younger than, than most. So I, I, apparently it's really important. Yes, it is important for athletes. It's important for all of us, for even the elderly community, especially huh. because they are so dehydrated. And we have to really make sure that they're having proper nutrients as well as electrolytes because that's a balance for our bodies, for our muscles uh, to work. We need um, proper electrolytes. In so, our the, so these products, they're, they're not the meal, but they, they help the body do better with uh, what I hope is better and better input, which right. we ought to talk about a little bit before we wrap too, sure. about what you're putting in in the first place. I suspect that's an important part of the equation. But with respect to that, the, this product line helps you get the most out of that. Is that the... Absolutely. It is the top nutrients. Um, so, you know, in our soil that we have now, a lot of our nutrients are actually depleted in the soil that we have now. So, you know, 40 years ago when we had a bowl of spinach or vegetables, it had different... It's not the same carrot, it's not, right? It's it, not. It's not the same. Absolutely. That's what my mom keeps telling me. It's that. true. Your mom's right. right. It's true because our soil's been so depleted over yeah. years. So so what this um, company, Isagenix, does that we work with, and I... As, as Jim was stating, the wonderful thing about, you know, contacting us and working with this company that we that we work with, that we're partnered with, is that you get the coaching, which is so important, I think, to to help people as we go. Coaches are there for your success, as you stated, which just is, is a perfect segue into what we do. Um, we have leaders that that help me to coach people to be their best. We have trainings. It's it's a very positive culture and environment. And so it just segues perfectly into what you were speaking about. Um, I work with two companies that I could not be more proud to be affiliated and partnered with. That's got to feel good. And you must sleep really well at, no, at night <laughs> knowing that you're helping folks. Um, I want to not dismiss and actually draw specific attention to the uh, the connection between your work and, and business. We're Business Radio X. Right. But it strikes me that, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, small business folks, even the larger execs and larger organizations, um, I mean, this can be stressful sometimes. You know, there's not – there's some of the, uh, the known that typical employee might um, be able to experience. We don't get that. We get some other really nice rewards. Yes. Um, but it can be a very – so – 
this whole line of work, health and wellness, the, and 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 massage and nutrition and supplements, these are. I, I mean, I could, I, well, I couldn't in an articulate fashion, but I can at least buy into the idea that there's a business case for folks like me and Jim and, 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 and other business people to pay, to start paying more attention to this. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, you're right, because this is key for us as we age. Even people in their 20s were aging every day, right? So um, it, you know, in order to just keep that in our forefront of our mind is our health and wellness. If we don't have that, what do we have? I mean, that is the most important thing, honestly, is to be mindful of our bodies. We only have one, and we have to take care of it to the best fashion that we can. And, you know, we're not perfect. I mean, absolutely far from it. But the majority of the time, to be mindful of making good choices, to be mindful of our health and our wellness, and and that does include um, regular regimen of, of working out, exercising, stretching, massage therapy, include all that with our health and supplements and, and everything that we mm. need for that. Just basic foundation is, is what I try to help people to understand the importance as we get older, what our bodies need. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're not naturally the type of person who gravitates to this kind of topic or these issues, if you're serious about your business, you ought to to stop and think about some of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because the better we feel, then the better we can perform. Mm. So, which goes back to what Jim was talking about with the employees. You know, if we're only allowing um, or spotlighting a certain percentage, we have so much more within us that we're capable of doing. It's it's in there. We have to kind of release it by having our our good health. When you feel really great, then you can perform at your best and you want to every day. Well said. All right. Let's make sure that we leave our listeners with some points of contact for you or physical. Again, whatever you feel like is appropriate, but I want to make sure that they can talk with, with you or, or, or someone about any of this. So, uh, yes, share some of that with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. So um, if you would like to have more information just in general about anything that I've spoken about today, probably the best way to contact me would be to email me at k r m l m t at yahoo.com if you're specifically interested in some of the massage therapy that i offer at physical therapy and balance center in hickory flat um, also which i wanted to mention for private pay people which i'm very happy to see there as well we don't only work with referrals you can come in with a cash um, pay option as well and there is a 15 percent discount oh nice i'm glad you mentioned it yes that we offer if you purchase three sessions okay. um, and that phone number is 770-704-8244 and also i have an instagram account and that is kathy with a k and Paul, P-A-U-L, Menard, M-E-N-A-R-D. And please follow me there. Well, Kathy, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a delight. I enjoyed this very much, and I appreciate you having me, Stone. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Jim Bulger and Kathy Menard, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. 